the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. The topic of today's message brings us face to face with the most imposing question of our lives. What will our answer be? Will we consistently stand up for Jesus Christ no matter what the cost to us? Or would we choose self-preservation at any cost to our Lord and Savior? Will we risk eternal life with Him? Listen as Pastor Rander shares with us. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Father, use me now to preach like only you can do in the power of the Holy Ghost. Let us be still and hear ye the word of the Lord and all God's children said. Turn with us to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew uh, is a message there for all of us. <laughs> you know, all of us are in the army. <laughs> oh, God, help me. All, you, all, you say, what? Yeah, all of us in the army. You either in the Lord's army, you, you know, which is the Christian army, or you in Satan's army. But we all in somebody's army. You know, Satan has a great host, too. It's a demonic host, and he has his field representatives. Whose army are you in? Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19 is our text for this morning. Matthew 16, 13 through 19a. And there you'll find these words. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I pose this question to you in the form of a question, my friends, and that question is, who is Jesus? This, my friend, is the ultimate question in all of life, and it must be addressed in every generation. It must be addressed in every nation and every tongue. All of us, sooner or later, must reckon with the question, just who is Jesus? We live in a nation that exalts evolution over creationism, abortion over the precious gift of life, 
safe sex and condoms over abstinence and moral purity. We in a land now that exalts lies over truth, cheating over honesty, and our rights over submission, divorce over marriage, and human reasoning over the Bible. In a world where Christians, uh, where Christianity is considered just one of many religions, where it is socially acceptable to be an atheist, not believing in God, heaven, or hell. Not to mention the many who are coming on the scene claiming to be the Messiah. In light of all this, it is urgent to deal with this critical, poignant question. Who is Jesus? In this particular passage, Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, which was a place where there were many temples to the heathen gods. For example, the god Pan, the Greek god of nature. And so many other pagan gods had their shrines there. It was a district located about 25 miles north of Galilee at the base of Mount Hermon. It was approximately six months before the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And now the Lord himself prepares his disciples for his approaching imminent death. And he does that by initiating a conversation about his own person. Now the passage is outlined this way for those of you who are writing. Verse 13 is the pro, is a probing question. Verse 14 is the opinion of men. Verse 15 is the question personalized. Verse 16 is Peter's declaration. And verses 17 through 19a is a divine revelation acknowledged. Look with me just for a moment in verse 13, a probing question. You hanging with me? Keep your Bibles open. This is Maranatha Bible Church. We glean from the scripture. It says in Matthew 16, 13, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Jesus, knowing that he would soon be going to the cross to fulfill the redemptive plan of God, prepared his disciples for, the, for his approaching imminent death by initiating a conversation through a personal question concerning his own identity. The disciples heard the scribes and Pharisees call Jesus everything but the Son of God. The purpose of the discussion between Jesus and the disciples was to remove any skepticism and doubts from the disciples to strengthen their faith in the Lord Jesus. But Jesus would, it wouldn't be long before Jesus would be getting out of here and the work would be commissioned and left in their own hands. And Jesus himself wanted to make very sure that they knew who he was. And this question needs to be answered today, my friends. Do you really know who Jesus is? All of you who are in the military and you're flying all over... Over the place, it's too dangerous to be deployed and not know who Jesus is. You don't know what you're going to end up or what it's going to become, and to be serving in this great army, it's dangerous to not know who Jesus is. It's one thing to be decorated by man, but it's another thing to be decorated by God. And when you stand before Him. Will you get a crown of righteousness 
And will it be said to you because of your knowing who Jesus is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Before he can say well done, you got to know who Jesus is. Now, many are asking the wrong questions. If you want to get the right answer, you got to ask the right question. Amen. Now, many are asking the wrong question. Let me give you some wrong questions that people are asking. Number one, how can I get rich quickly? <laughs> wrong question. Uh, number two, another wrong question is what, what's in it for me? Wrong question. Another question. How can I get even? Wrong question. Something happening to you. You're going through a lot. Circumstances are, are seemingly overwhelming your life. You ask the wrong question. Why me? And others of you ask the wrong question by asking, what's the use in doing right when it seems everyone else get away with doing wrong? <laughs> Let me say a word about those who know who Jesus is. How many of you know who Jesus is? Let me, let me see. Don't you fool me now. Don't, 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 don't you fool me now. How many of you know that you know you know that you know you know you know who Jesus is? You, 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 you can't stumble on that question. You just can't kind of half know that question. You've got to know with all your heart. Well, since you, uh, let, well, since you raised your hand, let me tell you about those who know who Jesus is. Uh, those, hey, those who repent, cry out for the mercy of God, and turn from their sins to Jesus Christ are those who know who Jesus is. Those who repent, cry out for God's mercy, turn from sin to Jesus Christ. You are the ones who know who Jesus is. Those who know Jesus, those have an undivided allegiance to Jesus and are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you know Jesus, you have an undivided allegiance to Jesus Christ. You don't have one foot in Satan's camp and another foot in, in, in God's camp. You're not in the church today and in the hell house on the mark. Amen. You don't have a Bible in your hand today and pornography in your hand tomorrow. Amen. You're not saying bless Jesus today and cussing and raising all hell tomorrow. When you know who Jesus is, you, 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 you are in private what you are in public. <laughs> Let me tell you about those who know who Jesus is. Those who deny themselves, bear fruit, and give the best of their service are those who know who Jesus is. Jesus himself, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up the cross and what? Follow me. You deny yourself, bear fruit, give the best of your service. You are the ones who know who Jesus is. For those who know who Jesus, who Jesus is, uh, those who love God with all their hearts, mind, and soul, and strength are those who know who Jesus is. When you love, that's loving God with all of your inner being. A passionate love for God, loving him with all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, with every ounce of your being. Those who know who Jesus is will hear and not only hear, but obey the word of God. These are the ones who know who Jesus is. Those who hear and not only hear, but what? Obey the word of God. Look at verse 14, the opinion of men. Verse 14 says, so they said, some say John the Baptist, 
some Elijah, and others Jeremiah are one of the prophets. You see, the disciples here respond to the question by giving the popular opinions from the common people of his day. Some were of the opinion that Jesus was John the Baptist brought back to life. For in Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 and 2, it says, At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus and said to his, his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. They thought Jesus was John the Baptist coming back on the scene. Others thought that Jesus was Elijah because it had been prophesied that Elijah would come again. For in Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 it says, Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So many thought this person, Jesus, was Elijah. And then others thought that Jesus was Jeremiah the weeping prophet whose heart was broken over the rebellious nation of Israel while others considered Jesus to be one of the great prophets who came on the scenes of human history. My friends, though Jesus possessed the characteristics of each of these great men, he transcended them all in that he was God incarnate. In other words, he was God all by himself because there is none like him. B, it is, it is, it is possible to be it is possible for men to have good thoughts of Christ. Good thoughts of Christ. Oh, he's a good man. Uh, but And never acknowledge his divinity. Many view Jesus as a good teacher, mm, a good prophet, a good preacher. Oh, he can show preach. Uh, many consider Jesus as a man greatly respected, revered, and esteemed, but never acknowledge him as God. My friend, I want you to listen to me and listen to me closely. If you refuse to believe that Jesus is God, you will die in your sins. Case closed. And, and, and I didn't write the Bible. God did. If you refuse to believe that Jesus is God, he's more than a teacher. He's more than a prophet. He's more than a revered, respected man. Jesus is God. Look at verse 15. We're going right on down the text. Are you hanging with me? In verse 15, you have the question personalized. In verse 15, it's, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? After hearing the opinion of men, Jesus challenged his disciples with the same question. I've heard what, what has been said of me in the towns and villages, but who do you say that I am? How a person answers this question determines where he will spend all eternity. How you answer this question determines whether you spend eternity in heaven or hell. It's predicated on this question. Now, to have a proper view of Jesus, one must seek to know him through the Holy Scriptures. That's how you know who Jesus is. You want to know about Jesus? This book is a book replete and filled with who Jesus is. Enough of public opinions. Get to the scripture. Many of you read books on Jesus. You've attended seminars and conferences and revivals and crusades about Jesus. You've heard preacher after preacher preach on Jesus. You heard Sunday school teachers teach and you've, you've heard about Jesus on television and radio. But the question is, now that you've heard all of that, who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? 
one must have his own testimony as to who God is to them. We are not saved by the experiences and testimonies of others. We must trust God and experience him for ourselves. What I'm saved and I can't transfer my salvation to you. Amen. You have to accept Jesus Christ personally for yourself. He must be personalized in your own life. You say, my grandma was saved, my great-grandma was saved, my mama was saved, my daddy was a deacon, preacher, whatever it was. But yes, but, but, but what do you have? You may have rank. You may be saluted. But what does it, what does it, what does it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Look at verse 16. Verse 16 is Peter's declaration. In verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said astoundedly, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter spoke through divine revelation from God and answers without hesitation, saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. In other words, it's something profound there. Peter's statement was a declaration and confession of his faith. It was a declaration and confession of his faith. Peter's statement, it affirmed Jesus, confirmed, validated, and made it unmistakably clear that Jesus was and is God in flesh. Can you speak like Peter? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And mean it with the depths of your soul. You see, beloved, Peter confessed Jesus to be the Messiah through whom all the promises of God would be fulfilled to the nation through the nation Israel. The Messiah is more than a human being. He is God in human flesh. You see, the deity of Christ is still the foundational doctrine of the Christian faith. What you believe about Jesus determines whether you are saved or lost, whether you are in Christ or out, or whether you're going to heaven or hell. Who is Jesus to you? Look at verses 17 through 19a. This is a divine revelation acknowledged. Matthew 16, 17 through 19a says, Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus responded to Peter by saying to him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for your statement did not come from man, but God. God spoke divinely through Peter with that profound spiritual answer. That's something I want to say about that. Divine insight, divine wisdom, and revelation are revealed to those who have intimacy with Jesus Christ. How many of you want God to let you in on some things? Let me see your hand. How many of you want God to tell you stuff that the world can't tell you? That CNN can't tell you. That Fox News can't tell you. Let me tell you something. When you walk in closeness of fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, he'll give you dreams. He'll give you visions. He'll give you signs. He'll give you wonders. He'll let you in on some kingdom insight that will confound folk all around you. 
That's right. They say, how you know these things? I didn't get it from reading Jet Magazine, Better House and Garden, the Wall Street Journal. This insight I get is from walking with the Lord. Let me tell you something. God will disclose some incredible supernatural things as you draw near to him. He'll let you on. He'll give you a spirit of discernment like you have never had. The closer you are, the more discerning you will be. Wow, that's that's just awesome. And the person and works of Peter, I'm sorry, the person and works of Christ have thoroughly convinced Peter that Jesus is God. You see, salvation comes only by believing Christ alone and making a right confession about who Jesus is. Peter believed Jesus and made the right confession what about Jesus. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Uh, look, the scripture, you got to believe and confess. A lot of folk believe but don't want to confess. No, 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 no. You got to believe and not be ashamed to confess who he is to you. Yeah, you know, you don't mind saying uh, I'm a colonel or I'm a general or I'm a sergeant major, a master sergeant. But can you say I'm a Christian? Can you say I'm a child of the king? Can you say I know who Jesus is? You mess up your battalion. (laughs) Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be what? Saved for with the heart men believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. When you know him in your heart, you'll speak it with your mouth. When it's good news, you can't keep it to yourself. I heard that old song. I said I wasn't going to tell nobody. But I just couldn't. You ever had news you, you about to break over and bust open? You got to tell some good news. I day I got, got a hold of me, I got to tell somebody who he is to me. I can't. I make myself sick. And if I try to sit down, my soul will burn. Like Jeremiah, it's just like fire. Shut up in my soul, in my bones. Oh, yeah. First uh, John chapter 4, 2 and 3 says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Listen, Jesus Christ is God and man. He is perfect deity and un- he, he's perfect humanity and undiminished deity. And you can't dismiss any of that unless you create a great sense of heresy. Look at verse 18, 16, 18. Y'all got your Bibles? You got your Bibles? Look at it. Verse 18 says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Now in the Old Testament, the the Jews recognized the rock as a symbol of God. In the Old Testament, the Jews recognized God as a what? A rock. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 4 says, he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are justice. A God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. God is a rock. In Psalms 18, 2, it says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. 
my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. You see, uh, the rock is a symbol for God. He says here in verse 18 that upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, you got to understand something. That's what Catholicism get it all messed up. You know, Catholicism says that, that, that God was building the church on Peter and Peter became the first pope and all that. Nonsense. Nonsense. In verse 18, Jesus is not establishing his church on Peter, but rather he is establishing his church on the declaration and statement of Peter. And that is a distinct difference. It was the declaration and the statement of Peter that Jesus would build his church on. Both the Old and New Testament affirms not only God being a rock, but Jesus being a rock. Let me show you in the Old Testament, talking about Jesus being a rock. Psalms 118.22 says, The stone which the builder rejected has become the chief cornerstone. In Isaiah 28.16 it says, Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Talking about the Lord. Look, in Matthew 21, 42, talks about Jesus being the rock. In Matthew 21, 42, it says, Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And Acts chapter 4, verses 10 through 12, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, you Jews, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 12 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas. Or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.